1: All right, all of you Disney fans, ho, 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 Merry Christmas once again. Yes, we are back for another installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand as we continue on with our month-long, very Merry Christmas celebration. And this week, we have all kinds of fun as we're getting ready for the jolly fat man to come and deliver those gifts and have some fun. And with us here this week is somebody who's going to tell Santa that he should watch out for his health, among other things, and for show number 128. For the week of December 10th, 2015, we have none other. Then Steve Vinovich stopping in here at the show. Now Steve is an accomplished theater actor as well as playing the doctor in the Santa Claus who tells Santa that he definitely needs a diet and lay off those cookies. He's also been part of many other classics that many of you know from the Hogan family, Cheers, Home Improvement, The Intern, and many others, including the animated classics, The Swan Princess series. And Steve's gonna stop in and talk about a variety of different things what it was like working with Tim Allen on The Santa Claus, that infamous scene about telling Santa that he needs to lose that weight, being part of The Swan Princess, and even how he was originally the number one choice to play Kramer on Seinfeld, and Steve's gonna stop in and talk about all of these items as he stops in here at the show to help us celebrate the holidays for our very merry Christmas celebration. Now to continue on with all the excitement and fun, and as you can tell, I'm always full of energy during this time of the year. No show would be complete without the D-Team, and you have questions and he has the answers, and Aaron is gonna dip his hand into his version of Santa's mailbag and answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have another Blu-ray and DVD we're gonna dust off that you wanna add to your holiday viewing as Jason's gonna go deep into the vault. We also have a look back at what just happened this week in Disney history with Nathan, and let's not forget those wonderful tunes, music, and all the holiday cheer and all the music as we have Paige back with a magical music review. There's all kinds of memories stopping in from the D-Team with their favorite Santa memories, growing up, their childhood, adulthood, and more, and so many different things, including news hot off the D-Wire about Star Wars, Disneyland, the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, so many different things hot off the D-Wire this week. So, as you can tell, Kind of all over the place. I am excited. It is the greatest time of year. I mean, this is just one of the fun times of the year that is just full of excitement, wonder, magic, and you make those memories as a family. So before I kick off this week's show and get too much off topic, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by dvc-rental.com. At dvc-rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All those fantastic souvenirs, and better yet, how about Christmas presents for all of those in your life? So definitely check them out at dvc rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, lots of fun on the horizon. As I mentioned, it is the greatest time of the year. Let's get ready for show number 128 for the week of December 10th, 2015. And you heard me say it not once, not twice, but the third time is the charm. It is the greatest time of year. Be right back, all VD heads, and Merry Christmas. It's yeah, and it's here Help me celebrate
2: it with everybody here. Yeah, friends so dear Let me simply state it's our favorite way To spend a holiday yeah. There's a special kind of feeling
3: Envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Dad, I heard a clatter.
0: Somebody's on the roof.
2: Maybe it's Santa. Not
0: now, Charlie. This Christmas, Scott Calvin's getting into the spirit the only way he
4: can.
2: Hey, you! Oh, 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 oh! Whoa! Whoa!
4: accident. If something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do.
2: Santa! You killed him! Did not. Check out Santa's leg! <laughs> when you put on the suit, you fell subject to the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? What does that mean? It
3: means you put on the suit, you're the big guy.
2: Ha! Santa? How can your clothes are so baggy?
3: Do you want this doll or not? Go back to sleep I shave in the morning in the afternoon I look like this Oh my god Calvin, your weight What happened? Beastie What, <laughs> uh, you put on a little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? You look distressed I'm way past distressed I'm talking to an elf He's not Santa
2: Oh my god He is too Santa Wait, I'm not done
3: Fax me this is our perpetrator. This one's not going to be easy to find. Uh, won't the uh, bright red suit and beard give him away? <laughs> Who's down there?
2: Santa? Your father this year?
0: Have a piece of fruit, for God's sake. This holiday season...
2: It's coming!
0: Tim Allen oh. is giving... <laughs> Till it hurts.
3: It's Johnny, naughty. <laughs> Gary, nice. Veronica, very nice. The Santa Claus. You're a 1,200-year-old elf? You look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping.
5: Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron. I want to share with you a Santa Claus memory. We have a family tradition of going to Branson, Missouri every year around Christmas time. We go to see the holiday decorations and the holiday lights. One of the activities we do every year is to go to Big Cedar Lodge. It's a beautiful resort on the shores of Table Rock Lake. On Saturdays in December they have a meet and greet with Santa. They have bonfires burning, hot chocolate is flowing, people are dressed up as holiday characters like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and Christmas elves. Then the big guy shows up with his wife, arriving by horse-drawn wagon. They visit with each child and give each one an early Christmas gift. My son's been going every year. It's one of our favorite holiday traditions. It's fun to visit with Santa without the huge crowds. Merry Christmas, Diaz. Here's
3: another string of lights, Mickey. Say, how about hanging that red ornament over here?
0: Hey, can I hang the silver snowflake in front? It's my favorite. Why, sure, Goofy. Uh-huh. We decorate Christmas tree. This
2: time every year, we sing along in harmony.
6: Glad that we are here.
2: Pretty things to hang upon that tree. La, 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 la. Christmas together, round the Christmas tree. I'll hang the tinsel on that tree. Where are
3: the lights? god
0: forget the presents on the bottle.
2: (laughs) We decorate the Christmas tree, this time every year, we sing along in harmony,
4: Vinovich from the Santa Claus. Welcome. You're listening to Disney on Demand. I can't believe
0: it. It's Disney Blues, Disney on Demand.
4: You hear that?
0: It's the winds
1: of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, so I am back and I hope you enjoy the official kickoff for show number 128 for the week of December 10th, 2015, as we are welcoming none other than the Doctor from the Santa Claus, the Swan Princess, Hogan Family Cheers, the Intern, many theater credits, as well as possibly being Kramer on the one and only Seinfeld, we have none other than Steve Vinovich stopping in here to help us celebrate our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration. In addition, like I already stated, we have the D-Team stopping in with Aaron, Jason, Page, Nathan, and even a new D-Team member, who's making his uh, memory debut this week, and Cody. So we have a lot of things on the horizon, lots of news hot off the D-Wire, so I'm not going to slow down the show here. So before I kick in right into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz, that's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, that's B-L-U all of which will get you to our fun little show. And remember to subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, your iPhone, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest show right there to listen to as soon as it gets released. And remember, you can find all of these links on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we're in the midst of our second week of our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration, so let's jump into news hot off the D-wire, and since it is Christmas, how about the 32nd annual Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade is promising to be the most unforgettable, as they're putting it in air quotes, special yet. Now you can tune in for the magic on December 25th on ABC Television. Now this Christmas, Disney Parks celebrates not only the joy of the holiday season, but the unforgettable family moments that it has helped guests create over the past six years. Now, Disney Parks' Unforgettable Christmas celebration is going to air on Friday, December 25th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the airtimes may vary, so you got to check your local listings if you're in Central, Mountain, Pacific, you name it, but it is kicking off at 10 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. Now in its 32nd year, the Unforgettable Christmas special welcomes back Robin Roberts of ABC's Good Morning America as the lead host. Now, reporting from the Walt Disney World Resort's Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida, Roberts is accompanied by Jesse Palmer, who is joining the event for the first time as a correspondent now new to the gma team is also a special contributor at palmer shares key parade updates in the midst of the main street usa with janelle parish star of the abc family hit show pretty little liars which will debut under a new network name in free form when it debuts january 12 2016. now there's going to be a variety of different things to get you in the holiday mood and the holidays have long been cherished for their ability to bring family and friends together from near and far to create heartfelt memories that last a lifetime Now, in the spirit of unforgettable happenings here throughout the celebration, Disney Parks is going to tell inspiring real-life stories of three families whose personal connection to Disney Parks will make their Christmas dreams come true. And it all culminates with an unforgettable Christmas Day surprise that is sure to warm the hearts of everybody who is watching on television, in the parks, and more, and providing the perfect toast to the most festive time of the year. Now, for the dose of nostalgia, viewers are also treated to magical memories from the Disney Christmas shows of yesteryear, with a beloved Disney Park moments shared by actors and actresses from both classic and current Disney films. Now, this is something that I love, I'm a hoping that they go through all of the different parades and more with Regis and Alan Thicke and so many others now there is going to be bringing together many different names in the entertainment that we all know and love they're going to be singing a variety of different songs with the we love disney album that is out now there's going to be aria grande reba mcintyre andy grammer Charlie Puth, Tori Kelly, Charles Perry, Dove Cameron, Cameron Boyce, Boo Boo Stewart, Sophia Carson, and many others are all going to be debuting and singing throughout the show as well. There's going to be a lot of great floats from Toy Story, Pirates of the Caribbean, Inside Out, Frozen, The Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Finding Dory, and so much more. So if you want to find out how to make your Christmas unforgettable with Disney once again, and it is a tradition in my family as well to wake up and watch this, every single year. You can tune in on Christmas Day, December 25th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the 32nd annual Christmas celebration, as they're putting it, the most unforgettable to date. Now, pushing along here, getting away from Christmas and keeping it Christmas holidays, but how about back in the parks? And how about Disney officially getting rid of the Canadian Lumberjack Show and adding a holiday show featuring everybody's fan favorite, Off Kilter. Yes, Disney's polarizing Canadian Lumberjack show has now quietly gone away the way that Captain EO has kind of disappeared. Now, for a while, the competitive show replaced the musical act of Off-Kilter, and it involved a local Lumberjack group doing tricks like axe throwing, hot sawing, as well as entertaining the crowd with, you know, puns, simple dialogue, and just making it fun. It's always been a very fun show since it did replace Off-Kilter. Now, some have viewed this closure of the Lumberjack show going away as a sign that Off-Kilter will be returning, because they have a huge cult following. Everybody loves them in the Disney parks. I mean, they are fantastic. Now, Disney has yet to confirm any permanent shows for the Canadian Pavilion stage, but they have confirmed a special holiday show called Holiday Voyagers, which does include performances by both Mulch, Sweat, and Shears, and also Off-Kilter. Now, on a related note, Disney officials were spotted at the Beaver Tales booth during the recent International Attractions Expo, which has led to many hope for the return of the popular Canadian Pavilion. So this is something that's, you know, pretty much on the wing, and and Off-Kilter is working on their sixth studio album, and they have an official Kickstarter campaign to help out with that as well. But the Lumberjack show has silently gone away, the axe throwing has stopped, the sawing of the trees has gone, and Off-Kilter has returned. Now, pushing into the business side of Disney, let's get into, how about Vice? Yes, the Walt Disney Company has invested over another $200 million in publisher Vice Media. Valuing the company at more than $4 billion, according to the Financial Times, Disney invested $2 million in Vice in November and has since pumped the same amount again to bring its ownership stake to almost one-fifth. Now, Vice says it will use the new funds for international expansion and programming. Now, the travel booking startup, GoEuro, has raised $45 million in funding around that led the team as well. Now, the media startup, Dose, formerly called Sparks Media, has closed close to $25 million as well. But Disney is going ahead and investing into all-new medias, and more, and now Vice Media gets almost four billion dollars as their stated company grows, with another two million that was invested by Disney. Now, getting back to the classics and the classic stars, and let's talk about Beauty and the Beast and all those that everybody loves. And how about Paige O'Hara introducing you to the Disney Art Store? Now, anybody who's seen the 1991 animated classic Beauty and the Beast knows Paige O'Hara as the voice of Belle everybody's favorite little bookworm. Now, Menopause the Musical audiences also know Paige O'Hara as a longtime cast member of that as well. But what you might not know is that Paige O'Hara is also an artist. Yes, now is your chance to find out. She's going to be doing live painting demonstrations and signing autographs at the new Town Square Gallery and the Magical Memories featuring Disney Fine Art. Friday through Sunday of this week. Now, the second magical memories in Las Vegas following the flagship location at the Grand Bazaar shops outside of Valleys, the gallery specializes in limited editions, signed, and numbered artwork inspired by Disney classics. Now, oftentimes, as in O'Hara's case, they've created many different things from the Disney veterans, from animators, voice actors, along with traditionally trained and performance artists. Now, other artists participating in the weekend's Town Square Gallery is also Trevor Carlton, Stephen Fishwick, Manuel Hernandez, as well as John Ramirez. Now, Carlton will present a live interactive art demonstration at 4 p.m. on Friday, 11.30 a.m., and 4 p.m. on Saturday and 2.30 on Sunday in the Town Square Park. Now, the gallery on Town Square's Marketplace South is going to be happening and having a lot of fun. Like I said, this is your chance to find out that Paige O'Hara is actually an artist as well. So now you can find out this weekend as part of the new Town Squinter. Now, moving to the Disney Channel here, how about Disney Channel set to premiere The Lion Guard? Now, we've all seen the movie that did debut on Disney Channel a couple of weeks ago, but now Disney Channel sets an official January 15th date for the premiere of The Lion Guard series. Now, the animated series The Lion Guard will premiere at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 15th. Now, Disney Channel has officially released that the movie that will now become a series, it was introduced last month as part of Disney Channel Movie, and it was posting a commanding rating with kids ages 2 to 5 and total viewers. Now, it continues the Lion King story, and it follows the adventures of Keon, the second-born cub of Simba and Nala, and a diverse group of friends, each with a unique skill, as they unite to protect the Pride Lands. Now, a full-length preview episode titled The Rise of Maku will be available December 14th on WatchDisneyJr.com App as well as well as the Watch Disney Junior app in your iTunes Store. Now, since we are on Disney Channel and all those kind of fun things, how about Betty Thomas to direct the Disney Channel's comedy pilot from the Lizzie McGuire creator? Now, I know many of you D heads out there, you love Lizzie McGuire, you miss those days of Lizzie McGuire, but how about Emmy winner Betty Thomas has been tapped to direct the Disney Channel's comedy pilot from Lizzie McGuire creator Terry Minsky. Now, the pilot, as part of the network's push to single-camera comedy, introduces Andy Marcus, who's played by Peyton Elizabeth Lee, and she's about to celebrate her 13th birthday. She's eager to have a little teenage fun and adventure. Just a little. But that might never happen because her strict mother is doing everything in her power to keep Andy from turning out like her older sister, Bex. As a teenager, Bex dropped out of high school, left home, and now in her late 20s still doesn't know what she wants out of life. But when Bex returns home and swears she is ready to get her life together... Andy's life is turned upside down, and she's left questioning everything she's ever known. Minsky and Michelle Manning are executive producing this as well, and Thomas won two Primetime Emmys for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Directing and a Comedy Series for Dream On in 1993, and as well as her directing credits include Grace and Frankie, John Tucker Must Die, and Dr. Doolittle. And now this is going to be debuting on the Disney Channel, as she's going to have a pilot episode that she is directing, and it should debut sometime in 2016. Now, staying with, you know, media and movies and all that kind of fun stuff, how about the all-new first trailer for Disney and Steven Spielberg's The BFG? The official trailer has now been officially released. Now, talk about Big Friendly Giants. The BFG combines the talents of author Dahl, directed by Steven Spielberg, and the legend of Walt Disney. Yes, Disney has just released the first teaser trailer for the family film, which comes out in July of 2016, and it's less traditional trailer than most of the opening scenes set for the magical story. Now, Disney's The Big Friendly Giant, based on a classic books by Roald Dahl, follows a precious 10-year-old London girl named Sophie, and a 24-foot-tall giant who introduces her to the wonders and perils of the giant country. Now, that's how the story begins. Now, as Disney has described the film, the BFG, while the giant himself, is a big, friendly giant, and nothing like other inhabitants of the giant country. Now, giants like Bloodbotter and many others, on the other hand, are twice as big, and least twice as scary have been known to eat humans, while the BFG prefers many other little characters as well. Now, this is very fun, and Steven Spielberg is behind it, Disney's behind it, classic storytelling from Dahl, and the BFG, which was adapted from a screenplay by the late E.T. scribe Melissa Matheson, is currently scheduled for July 1st, 2016. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, like I've mentioned before, during the holiday season, the last thing you want is to me ramble week in and week out with tons of news, right? I mean, you don't want to have me going on and on, but there's a lot of other things that we will touch base upon in the future, and you can always find the latest news on our official website at disradio.com, as well as on Twitter and our Facebook page. But Kimberly-Clark brands are now official at the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. We also have Disney restoring Walt's old office all the way down to the ashtrays, as well as Disney giving $500,000 grant to help householdless families. So there's a lot of great things on the horizon, lots of great news within the Disney company, but I'm gonna keep the things going here for the Christmas season. I'm gonna keep it going so that way we have fun, music, memories, and so much more, as we gear up for the one and only Steve Vinovich, stopping in here very shortly to share some stories with all of you. We have more from the D Team and lots of fun things on the horizon. So before I officially release the reins to the D team, as we have a lot of things on the horizon, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points, ...from Vacation Club members and spend it on what else? All those fantastic Christmas presents for everybody special in your life. So definitely check them out at dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you dads, with that said, you have questions, he has answers... Aaron's going to be stopping in with the latest from I Want to Know. We have Paige with a magical music review. Jason digging deep into the vault with another Blu-ray. You want to add your collection? We have Nathan taking that look back in This Week in Disney History. And we're also introducing a soft release, a small release, with a magical memory from one of our newest D-Team members, who you're going to be hearing more from, in Cody. So I'm going to officially release the reins here to the D-Team. But before I do that, I'm going to leave you with a little tune that is definitely dear to my heart. Because Christmas... Santa Claus, everything that we're doing here for the very Merry Christmas celebration and of course everything we do here at the show all year long, bringing you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney is made possible from when you were a kid from your childhood, your parents passing it down to you and of course me passing it down to my children as well and you to yours there is something special about the magic in kids eyes during Christmas something magic about Santa, reindeer all that Christmas magic and snowmen and all the magic behind it so with that I am gonna say, as a father of four kids, and you all know I say that often here at the show, I am truly proud of all four of my children. Thank God for kids. Be right back, all VD heads, and let's press on with show number 128 for the week of December 10, 2015.
3: If it weren't
2: for kids, have you ever thought There wouldn't be no Santa Claus Or look what the store just brought Thank God for kids And we'd all live in a quiet house Without Big Bird or a Mickey Mouse And Kool-Aid on the couch Thank God for kids Thank God for kids, there's magic for a while A special kind of sunshine and a smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The dearest thing to heaven is a child Daddy, how does this thing fly? And a hundred other where's and why? I really don't know, but I try. Thank God for kids. And when I look down in those trusting eyes that look to me, I realize there's love that I can't buy. Thank God for kids.
3: For kids, there's magic for a while A special kind
2: of sunshine and smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The dearest thing to heaven is a child When you get down on your knees tonight, thank the Lord for His guiding light
6: and pray that it'll turn out right. Thank God for kids.
2: Thank God for kings
7: Hey everyone, Cody Kidd here. I'm here to share with you my favorite Santa memory. i thought long and hard about this, and I keep coming back to the same one that just brings me the most joy. And it just happened last year with my son, who was four at the time, and it was his first Christmas that he knew exactly the connection of Santa and Christmas. Um... You know, after visiting with Santa, after he visited with Santa, was this, when is Santa coming? You know, when is Santa coming with the presents? So it was a very exciting time for us just in that aspect. But what we decided to do was we displayed all of his toys that Santa was going to bring him on Christmas Eve. We laid them all out in front of the tree. And on top of the main present that we had gotten him, we had put the picture of him talking with Santa, asking Santa for his Christmas present. And then we took the fake snow that you use for the snow villages that people have around their houses, and we sprinkled that all along the top of the toys and around the tree, and some on some of the branches as well, kind of made it look like Santa was there, kind of hung out at the house for a little bit, some on the couch cushions, some leading out to the door like a little trail, Um, a little trail going towards the cookies and milk and back to the tree again. And we were just very excited to see our son's reaction, and it did not disappoint. Christmas morning came, and he burst into our door, all excited, jumping up and down, screaming, Santa was here, Santa was here. So, you know, wake up, Mom and Dad. You know, when we got up, sure enough, his eyes were big as can be, and smiling from ear to ear, and just overall joy and happiness, and so much excitement. It was a wonderful time. It was a beautiful thing to see as a parent. It's what you want for your children is just to see them happy, and that's a memory that will stay with me forever. And I will never forget it. And I'm I'm happy. I won't forget it. Um, so uh, that is that is my favorite Santa memory.
8: Hey, this is John Morris, Andy from the Toy Story Trilogy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
5: Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. All of a sudden, spring has sprung here in northwest Arkansas. It was 70 today, and will be the next two days. This must be what Christmas feels like down in Florida. Well, y'all been busy sending in questions, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Felicia G. of Los Angeles, and she writes, Aaron of the team, my question is about the Country Bear Jamboree. Do they still do the Christmas version of it at the park in Disney World? I miss the one at Disneyland and really miss the bears there all Since I don't get to Walt Disney World at all, I was wondering. Thank you much. Well, the Country Bear Christmas Special was a special holiday edition of the Country Bear Jamboree attraction at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World and the Disneyland Resort. The show premiered at the Magic Kingdom in Disneyland during the 1984 holiday season due to the overwhelming popularity of the original show's success. The show also premiered at Tokyo Disneyland as Jingle Bell Jamboree in 1988. The Country Bear Christmas Special was the first time an attraction at any Disney theme park became interchangeable during the year. At the Disneyland Resort, the Christmas Special stopped in 2000 since the Country Bear Playhouse closed on September 9, 2001. At Disney World, the Christmas Special stopped in 2005 For unknown reasons, like copyright issues with some of the songs performed in the show like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Another reason was that the cost of changing the show's format to Christmas and back didn't match the attendance needed for the show. Well, I remember seeing it at Disneyland as a kid and I always really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Our next question is from Kenan Slavsky of Texas and he writes, Disney on demand and the entire D-Team? Merry Christmas. My thoughts were regarding Disney's Very Merry Christmas Parade. When did it stop airing like that and become the Disney Parks Parade? And when was the last time Regis or the dad from Growing Pains helped out? You rock and have a great holiday. Well, the parade was first telecast as Walt Disney World's Very Merry Christmas Parade in 1983. Joan London and Mike Douglas were the hosts. Alan Thick, first host in 1987, and Regis Philbin was later added in 1984 as an on-street interviewer. Eventually Philbin took over as co-host. Alan Thick hosted till 1990, then Regis hosted till 1995. Then Regis hosted again from 2001 till 2008. Then in 2009, the parade became known as the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade. I really miss the days of the old parade. Nowadays, there doesn't seem to be much parade in the Christmas Day parade anymore. Well, our final question is from Mary T. of Indiana, and she writes, Aaron, quick question for the man with answers. I have a new baby and want the Christmas cheer and Disney fun for them to sleep to. Someone once said there is a Disney lullaby CD out there of Disney Christmas lullabies, yet I can't find it. Help. Thanks you thank you so much. Well, you're looking for Disney's Christmas Lullaby album, it came out in 2003 featuring lullaby versions of Christmas songs for babies and young children. It features such songs as Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, O oh Holy Night, White Christmas, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. It's available on CD and MP3 on Amazon. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Merry Christmas.
2: Oh.
3: The Red-Nosed reindeer, Hey, re- Melvin, that's supposed to be my song. Huh? Look, Melvin, I'm the deer. I got the red nose, so I get to sing. Ain't we gone through all this before? Well, I don't see why he always gets to oh, sing. Hold the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? Sorry, folks. <coughs> Gomer, let's show them how it's done. Ain't he a cypher sore eye? Well, he sounds better than he looks, that's for sure. It's beginning to look lot like Christmas. Yep, soon the bells will start. And the thing that'll make them ring is a carol that you sang right within your heart. <laughs> Howdy, folks, and welcome to this special Christmas celebration at the good old Country Bear Jamboree. The snow's softly falling, the stockings are hung, and coming from the kitchen, there's the sweet smell of turkey and yawns, mm-hmm. but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that'll be on your own front door. Ladies and gents, the fire's man fire, when the snow begins to falling and your snow begins to fall, it's time to stop and holler and slap your hair knee. So hand me down, my bed, oh, joe. I think I'm going to sing. The time for taking idols in the summer or the spring. Yeah. <laughs> we're making tracks in the snow. Everything is rosy.
4: No, I have boy, I'll be are up on our feet. <laughs> Just making tracks in the snow. Even warm and cozy. Shivering and shaking to that old country. Needs. Oh, oh, oh. sing it out.
3: Oh, dark winter night, when
9: the wind is o'er
3: rattling, and the stars are shining bright. My feet are foam-bound, and oh, my arm around my wife. They may be old and toothless, but I've had them all my life. <laughs> yeah, we're
4: yeah, making yeah. tracks in the snow, and everything is cozy. Oh, I believe we're up on our feet. We're making tracks in the snow, even warm and cozy. shivering and shaking things like good old country. Deep.
3: Shaking too, that good old yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a <birth> <laughs> <with> <laughs> <rest> envelope to <laughs> Davis and Kurt. Right Write down that. Regularly scheduled programming will not be seen at this time so that ABC may bring you and your family the following special holiday celebration. Oh, boy!
8: This is the place to come. Oh, hello, and very Merry Christmas to you. We've got company, guys.
3: Yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. We've got 90 minutes of fun and fantasy in store for you right here from Walt Disney World in Florida.
8: So stay right where you are because we are going to have a very Merry Christmas. Hey!
3: Disney World in Florida. Holiday greetings to all of America, Canada, South America, Europe, and service men and women around the globe. It's the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. Join our parade hosts, Joan London and Alan Thicke, along with Regis Philbin, as they bring you an all-new Christmas Around America Parade from the Magic Kingdom. Sing along with the 1,200-member Children's Choir. And go on a thrill-filled look at the most daredevilly circus in the world. See the excitement building in a Walt Disney World progress report of all the new projects going on. You'll meet our special parade Grand Marshal Cinderella and take a behind-the-scenes look at the making of her classic movie. All this and more is on its way.
8: I have a ton of Santa memories. Many people go into their memories and thinking about the first time they sat on his lap or went to the mall and had their picture taken or things like that. No, when I think of Santa coming for Christmas, I always think of him coming to the house, which he always did every Christmas Eve, usually after dinner, to deliver the toys so that he would know for certain that I got everything. But that also included getting the list. Yes, he had his naughty and nice list. I, unfortunately, ended up getting the what I did wrong list. And there are many, many pictures of me crying with Santa because he let me know he saw me jumping on the bed or not picking up my toys or things like that. But you know what? In the end, he always wiped my tears away and said that I can always do better. And then he would give me my presents. And all would be good with the world. Until I started jumping on my grandma's bed again or something crazy like that. But it always makes me think every year if he were to give me the list today. And I'd like to say I think that list has gotten down to at least maybe one item. And I think I can work on some of those every year. So from my memory to you from down here in the vault, have a Merry Christmas, guys, and we'll see you next time.
2: What's your favorite time of year, can you tell me? The one that never gets here fast enough. Is it fall or spring, a summer thing? Winter is my favorite time because... A billion lights are blinking, cheers. So they're hanging Or well, you might have to Pucker up and kiss someone Friends you know I'm gonna pray for snow oh, A the lands A lot more fun A lot more fun
6: Hi D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Dis Radio History with show number 93 from December of 2014, featuring, featuring Mary Ann herself, Don Wells. So come sit right back and listen to a tale of Don Wells with us in show 93. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to begin in 1903, when Ruth Disney, Walt's only sister and youngest child in the family, is born in Chicago, Illinois. In 1910, trumpeter, band leader, singer, and composer Louis Prima, known for his memorable contribution to Disney's *The Jungle Book* as the voice and live-action reference for King Louis, is born in New Orleans, Louisiana. In 1950, voice actor Gregory Greg Berger is born in St. Louis, Missouri, best known for his iconic role as Odie the Dog from the Garfield franchise. His Disney credits include The House of Mouse, Kingdom Hearts 2, Pirates of the Caribbean at at World's End, the video game, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Winnie the Pooh's Seasons of Giving, and Recess. In 1953, actor John Malkovich, co-star of Disney's 2010 release Secretariat, is born in Christopher, Illinois. In 1954, Clarence C. Nash, the voice of Donald Duck, appears as a guest on the television game show What's My Line. In 1957, singer, actor, TV talk show, and game host, and former teen idol Donnie Osmond is born in Ogden, Utah. As a member of the Osmond Brothers, Donnie performed many times at Disneyland, and the singing siblings were actually discovered at the Anaheim Park before he was a member. He also supplied the singing voice for Captain Lee Shang in Disney's Mulan. And between September 2006 and June 2007, he played the role of Gaston in the Broadway musical Beauty and the Beast. In 1960, Jeff Swampy Marsh, the co-creator of Disney Channel's Phineas and Ferb, is born in Santa Monica, California. In 1985, actress and singer Raven Simone, the star of Disney Channel's That's So Raven, is born in Atlanta, Georgia. In 1986, the Disney Channel officially began to broadcast 24 hours a day, and previously it had only been airing 18 hours a day. In 1992, the National Hockey League awarded Disney with a hockey franchise, and later down the road the team will officially become known as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And also in 1992, Walt Disney Pictures releases the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is the fourth feature film to star the Muppets and the first distributed by Disney, and the first distributed and produced after the death of Muppets creator Jim Henson. In 2009, The Princess and the Frog, produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios, and loosely based on E.D. Baker's novel The Frog Princess and the Grimm Brothers' The Frog Prince, is generally released. In 2011, it is reported that the Disney Institute is helping to train NFL teammates and Super Bowl workers and volunteers in the customer-friendly ways of cast members found at Disney theme parks. The goal is to help all fans of Super Bowl 46 feel like VIPs in their experience, and the league is going to work very closely with the Walt Disney Company's Disney Institute on a fans-first kind of initiative to train the 20,000 execs and employees who will work Super Bowl 46 on February 5th, 2012 in Indianapolis. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D-Heads with 2012 when let's head over to Epcot to see a newly reimagined test track opening up. The iconic attraction, which has been open since '99, has been closed for refurbishments and is now collaborating between Chevrolet Design and Walt Disney Imagineering. And they're going to celebrate how meticulous design not only helps shape and uh, and get the feel and look of Chevrolet cars, trucks and crossovers but drives their performance on an open road as well for an all-new experience at chevy's test track well d heads that's all again for this week in disney history hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know feel free as always to email me at nathan at disradio.com as always guys have a great week and see you real soon
3: We interrupt this broadcast for a special weather bulletin. The snow continues to fall. All schools, all stores, all roads will be closed until further notice. In other words, we're snowed in.
0: What? Oh, no! Of course, Mickey. If we're snowed in, how are we supposed to get home to our families? Aw, uh, don't worry, fellas. You've got
3: family right here. All of us. Hmm, I always wanted a duck for a brother. <laughs> oh. uh, sorry. Join Mickey Mouse and all your favorite Disney friends in a full length animated movie. Mickey's Magical Christmas, snowed in at the House of Mouse. Now available on video and Disney DVD.
1: Alright, OVD Head, so I am back, and I hope you enjoy our show so far as we're continuing on with our second week of our month-long very Merry Christmas celebration here at the show. Lots of fun things, great memories from the team, Christmas magic, as we're gearing up for the one and only Steve Vinovich. Stopping in here very shortly. He's gonna talk about a lot of different things, especially how Santa should lay off some of those cookies. But as I've mentioned earlier, I'm going to keep news a little bit light here this week. Normally, I give you tons and tons of news, but of course, during the Christmas season, I want to keep it a little bit lighter, and I think I gave you more than enough news that you need right now for this week. So much like the team, I'm going to stop in with my very own Christmas memory and my very own Santa memory, and I'm going to take you all the way back to when I was six years old. There was something special about that year, and I come from a large family, five kids in my family. And all of us have some great Christmas memories, but there was something very special that year with Santa Claus that really intrigued me. It was something where I just really wanted to capture him and just see the magic and really prove that Santa Claus was real for my little sister. So what I did that year is I devised a plan. It took me about two weeks, and I devised this plan, and I still have the sketches from this plan. I mean, mind you not, I. and I didn't want to capture Santa. I just wanted to catch him leaving gifts underneath the tree. Now, the one thing that I did is I set up a wonderful camera system. And mind you, this is the days when there's big flash tubes, you know, 35 millimeter rolls of camera, as well as a 110 film, 126 film for any of you that remember those golden days as well that are tuning in. So I had a 110 camera and a 35 millimeter camera both set up. Now, what I did is I devised a way for me to sit there with him, have the camera partly down the stairs. And what I did is I had a stick with a rubber finger. Yes, a true rubber finger that I had from Halloween taped to the top of it. So I was going to peek over the stairs just enough so Santa couldn't see me. When he was there, press the button for the camera. Now, this is where the magic happens. It was probably about 1 or 2 in the morning. And I remember hearing a rustling and so many different things going on. It was outside. There was a lot of banging, rustling. I heard some stomping. And I even heard some jingle bells. So it really got me excited. I was half asleep. My, my parents really did just feed into this as well. They encouraged me to capture Santa. Uh, you know, looking back now, I have a feeling that they were a big part of that. So I'm sure you all, I don't have to explain that. We've all done that for our children as well, even now. But I heard this pounding and all of a sudden I heard a big thud downstairs. I'm like, it has to be Santa. It has to be Santa. And I couldn't peek over. I couldn't lean over because I'm like, he's going to find me. So I finally go and I try to press the 110 camera. Big flash goes off. The camera goes tumbling down the stairs. Loud, really loud. Then I heard a, ho, 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 what was that? And uh, looking back now, I have a feeling that that was my father, of course. But I heard that and I'm like, oh no, what am I going to do? Should I run back to bed? No, what do I do? I run halfway down the stairs, grab the 35 millimeter, snap a bunch of pictures, run upstairs before I could even see what it was. I don't even know what I saw. Finally, Christmas morning comes. I get all the presents I wanted. A lot of great things. And of course, back in that day, it was GI Joe and so many other things. Uh, It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, But I convinced my parents I had to take my film to the store. We had to get it developed. So we went ahead. We dropped off the 35mm film got it developed. So this is probably about 2 weeks after Christmas now cuz there was no 24-hour develop or same day develop. It was you dropped it off in the bin at, you know, your grocery store and it got mailed back to you about a week later. So we finally get them back. I'm paging through them, looking through them, and I caught a couple of big red blurs. Now, to this day, I can't tell if it was Santa or not. It looked like there was a glow around him, and it was a big red blur in front of our Christmas tree. Now, this was just fantastic and for years I convinced my little sister, see, Santa is real. The Christmas spirit is alive. Santa truly is real. And looking back now, um, it was magical back then. There was something special about film because the film got overdeveloped. It got shaken. You know, the picture was blurry. So it was like this almost magical, mystical red blur with a glow around it from the lights of our Christmas tree. And to this day, I will say, I truly believe that it was Santa Claus. I don't think it was my dad. And I still have that photo. And... it it still is magical. Now, I know that might not sound like the most magical, fun Santa Claus story, and I have a lot of Santa Claus stories, even ones for my children as well, but I wanted to share one with all of you D-heads out there. So, with that said, I'm going to release the reins, we're going to get back to the show here, show number 128, we have Steve Vinovich stopping in very shortly, more from the D-team, and a lot of fun as we continue on with our very merry christmas celebration so all vd heads i'm gonna release the reins let's have some fun let's have some more christmas music and next time you hear me i'm gonna be back with the one and only doctor telling santa to lay off those cookies be right back all vd heads merry christmas
2: I wish I could be Santa Claus
3: for just one day. I'd fill a bag with kindness and I'd give it all away.
2: I'd make the world a better place. I'd do that if I could. I love the way it feels inside when I do something good. I wish I could be Santa Claus. Imagine that. Although I could not fill his boots, I'd look great in his hat. I'd love the milk and cookies. And there's one more thing I'd do. I'd try to teach the kids to be a little more like you. We know that love Can bless the heart When the tears begin to fall We know that love Is the message of the season The greatest gift And yes, one size fits all I wish we could be Santa Claus Perhaps we can The job's about the giving Not the suit. And not the man. It's It's all about the caring. And the part that we can play. In spreading joy. And peace on earth. And and love on Christmas Christmas Day. I wish I could be Santa Claus.
8: Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter.
6: Required voice identification.
8: EC-82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the Vault, now complete with Holly and Ivy. As I go through Santa's grab bag of all of the great Disney films that are now on Blu-ray, and I've been archiving them ever since, you're probably all wondering, how does he choose what we're going to watch? No, I don't blindly run through, close my eyes, and pull one out. I would probably get a very unique choice by that means. However, I am somewhat methodical. I was looking for all the things red and green and I realized one integral part of all the Blu-ray that I have been giving to you over the past few years, one I have not done in modern Disney canon. Not animated, but live action. And one that really warms the heart during this holiday season. To continue on our holiday festivities here on Disney On Demand, it is only fitting to bring the man in the big red suit here. No, not Santa Claus, Tim Allen, in his 1994 classic, The Santa Claus. Tim the toolman Taylor, I mean, Tim Allen, plays Scott Calvin, a successful businessman at B&R Toys. He is loved by all his employees, but the love that he's missing is unfortunately from his family. See, he seems to spend more time at b and Toys than he does with being with his own family and his child, Charlie. Tired of his man-child ways, basically ignoring his son, his ex-wife, Laura, tells Scott that Charlie needs more attention and he needs to speak with his son. Laura has already decided that she will be with her new husband, Neil, played by Brat Packer Judd Reinhold. Yes, that Judd Reinhold. You know, Billy's friend from Gremlins. So since they will be busy, Laura feels that it's important that Charlie spend Christmas Eve with Scott. And Scott tries everything to make things right. He even tries to make a dinner. Unfortunately, is burnt and is spent at Denny's. And really, what's wrong with having dinner at Denny's? I mean, they do have the Grand Slam. You can't go wrong. Or Moon's Over My Hammy. My personal favorite's the Eggs Benedict, but we won't be discussing the Denny's menu. Back home, father and son are awakened by a strange noise on the roof. In typical fashion, they go outside to investigate. Me, I would stay under the covers. It's usually warmer under the flannel sheets. I'll let the noise take care of itself. They're soon surprised to see a fat old man outside. Trying to figure out what's going on, the old man slips, falls to the ground, and melts away, leaving back his red suit. Hmm, who could this be? Oh, that's right. It's the late night chimney sweep. It must be a friend of Bert. Scott discovers a card, instructing them whoever finds the suit to put it on, and the reindeer will know what to do. Reindeer? Really? Who's going to find reindeer other than Kristoff and Anna? Oh, wait. Look, there they are. Eight tiny reindeer up on a sleigh. Being a very inquisitive son, already starts to climb up the ladder and continually urges his father to put on the suit. He does, and the sleigh flies off. Of course, continuing the rounds that Santa needed to finish. Soon after they arrive at the North Pole, where fine elf technology has concealed Santa's workshop, and you could almost feel as if Santa was actually 007, or should that be Double Ho Ho Seven. Even having their own version of Q, his name being Quentin. And of course Santa cannot be without those who need him most, being Judy. One of the eldest elves there, who spent twelve hundred years perfecting a cocoa recipe. It only took me ten minutes, but that's okay. While looking around the workshop, Scott bumps into Bernard, who is the eldest and head elf of the bunge, and learns of, of course, the clause. It's kind of like the legal contract and the binding that is going to keep him together. On that card in which was in Santa's pocket. In tiny lettering, in typical legalese, was the clause stating the deal. Basically, anyone that puts on the suit and enters the sleigh is no longer the person they once were and must become Santa Claus. But there is a clause to that until such time the wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. Of course, as they like to call it, this is a contract of adhesion. And the human courts usually don't enforce them. But the elves in the fairy tales have their own laws. And we've seen that, especially in Storybrooke. Scott and Charlie return home, and Charlie is ecstatic to know that his father will be and is Santa Claus. And Scott, well, he's trying to deny each and every bit of it. But he can't, considering physical changes are coming with his new identity. With that comes weight gain, Beard growth, graying, well it sounds like getting old, but you know, hey, maybe he should just go to Jenny Craig and for Just for Men, but not when you're a part of the Santa Claus. Fun little bits, like trying to dye his beard and it returning back to gray, or listening to his heartbeat jingle bells during a physical. It is true, this is going to be a very unique year. Come November, Bernard has already sent out the list and a fleet of FedEx trucks. And at that point, Scott realizes he cannot say no to being Santa. When Scott finally realizes and accepts who he is, it's unfortunate that everyone else thinks he's a little bit crazy. Laura and Neil fight for custody for Charlie, seeing that Scott is more than likely not fit to be the perfect father. Charlie does love and believes in his father, and of course, with that is the belief in Santa Claus, and runs off to join his dad in his rounds. Bernard and all of the elves, including Judy, ensure that their new boss is vindicated in front of the entire world. And of course, once everyone knows that Santa Claus is real and magic exists, it's going to be difficult. The world is going to change. It's kind of like when everybody else realizes that the D-heads in the world are true and real, and we clap, and Tinkerbell comes to life. Oh, wait. Completely different. Boy, am I in a different world. But it's through the love of Charlie that Scott realizes the world can be a better place. And because of Charlie's love and Charlie's newfound interest in Scott's new business that Charlie may want to grow up to someday be a part of the family business. These modern classics are, are always fun and unique, considering they have some big hurdles to get over. Last week with Babes in Toyland, with Walt's first foray into something so magical in color like that, and being so Christmassy, it was such the perfect fit. It took over 30 years for the Walt Disney Company to finally grasp the idea of Santa Claus and make it their own. I'm glad they did, and using Tim Allen was genius. Of course it did help propel him even further into superstardom in our Disney Pantheon. When you pop this Blu-ray in, you are going to be amazed with the stunning color you're going to see. It is beautiful. and the audio, again, we're dealing with an older one, but we do get this mastered in 5.1, so it will be pretty coming through all five speakers around you. Extra features? Why, of course! This is a later release, so you're going to get a few things. It is a bit different from when it was released in 98 from the DVD, so you're going to get some extra special features, so to speak. We'll start out with the 1933 Silly Symphony short, The Night Before Christmas. It is visually stunning, and it is always wonderful to have some of these classics popping in to many of these Blu-ray releases. Bernard brings you up to speed in a training documentary called So You Want to Be an Elf. Cute, fun, and short. Celebrity chef Wolfgang Puck joins you on Elf TV of how to make Santa snacks with Wolfgang. These recipes include Wolfgang Puck's pizza, classic Christmas cookies, and Santa's favorite cocoa. But don't tell Judy. All in all, you're going to love having the Santa Claus in your collection. If you haven't gotten it already, it's still available and always a joy to pop in your Blu-ray player. Haven't seen the first one? Haven't seen the second one? Want to see all three? Well, there is a great three-pack with all three of these stellar films all in one Blu-ray. Check it out now. This is the perfect time to add it to your Blu-ray or DVD collection. You're not to be disappointed. I know I say it every week, but you know what? You're not. You're going to have a smile on your face. And if you don't, come back and tell me. We'll talk about this. I know Scott. So I'm going to file this one under Ho Ho. Hopefully we'll watch it again later this week. But we'll be back next time with another Christmas Blu-ray review here in the vault next week. Until next time, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is deep inside that red velvet bag, and always deep inside of you.
2: Hey, D-Heads, Paige from the D-Team here. Now, I may be a
9: college student, but I tell you, I do still believe in Santa Claus. Santa has played a role at Christmas time in my home since I was little, and he still does. Every year when I was little, there was the yearly trip to the mall to meet the big man himself, and it was a bonus if we could see him again and milk and donuts with Santa to make sure he remembered my Christmas wish. If I had to choose a favorite Santa memory, I think I'd have to say the most recent meeting with Santa would be my favorite at the Macy's flagship store in NYC. Growing up with Miracle on 34th Street, the original, not the remake, and seeing Santa at Macy's and then the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's just seemed like the best place to meet the big man. So even though I was a junior in high school and Corinne was an 8th grader at the time, it was just so cool to be able to go to Santa Land at Macy's on 34th Street. I may know some important information regarding Santa, but I believe in Santa Claus. I hope when you think of Santa, a favorite memory
4: comes. Oh, uh, this me. is Art LaFleur, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Lights,
0: camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand
1: special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue with our very merry Christmas celebration, we have lots of fun on the horizon. And this week is somebody that you've seen everywhere. From the Hogan family, Home Improvement, Three's Company, Days of Our Lives... As well as the wonderful doctor telling, you know, Santa Claus that he needs the diet. We have none other than Steve Vinovich here. Welcome to Disney on Demand.
4: Well thank you, Jonathan. Thanks a lot. It's good to be here.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, it is our pleasure having you on. You know, with so many different things from your resume. I mean, everything from almost you know a hundred plus beyond credits in TV and film, and over a hundred credits in theater, and so much more. I guess Uh, to kick things off, what got you started in this career as a career path?
4: Wow. uh, You know, I I used to put on puppet shows when I was a little kid uh, and entertain entertain my parents and their friends, and uh, then uh, you know sort of started from there. I was in a little show in uh, grade school. I was Peter Pan and then on to high school. And then in high school, we started writing and directing these the stunt shows, which I did through high school and through college at University of Illinois. And we ended up winning. I ended up winning all of these things, first prize. So I, I be, sort of became a performer. Uh, although I'm from Peoria, Illinois, and I didn't think Peoria people from Peoria became actors, really. So <laughs> I didn't uh, really know what I was doing, but then I fell into it in college. I took an oral interpretation class, and then the gal was a student teacher uh she saw she brought in her boyfriend who was directing a play. He did show me to him, and then he cast me in the play, and then I was on my way and then I started just doing all kinds of stuff and I've been really lucky man. I've done like you say a hundred t v things a hundred plays of musicals I've done uh you know voices and cartoons and uh voiceovers a lot of commercials uh musicals shakespeare with Lynn Redgrave um, i've been very lucky i've of, i've made a living as an actor actually i've never had a job since uh college uh, i've made actually made a living as an actor which is rare indeed
1: definitely uh you know in that field like you said that's one of those things where you've been able to do it your entire career and being part of so many different uh you know like you said theater and television so much more i guess uh with that you know for our disney fans i'll jump into that one right away of course and you've been part of a variety of those and of course the santa claus and that wasn't your first time working with tim allen as well as being part of home improvement uh what was it like being part of this now holiday classic and of course being the one to tell santa that he needs to lose weight
4: he was like, well, it turns out uh, this was really late to shoot. It was like the last week when they flew me up. They were shooting in Canada. And it wasn't a big-budget movie. Uh, it was very low-budget. In fact, they had... Uh, <clears throat> I think their their uh, advertising budget was as high as the film, actually. Um, but what a great film. It really is. Everybody's so good in it. And John Faslin, the director, did a terrific job. But I came up very late in the, in the shoot. And we were shooting late at night. It was like 10 o'clock, and they were just getting started, and this was up in Canada. And uh, I walk on the set, and going to run the lines with Tim before he gets in his Santa Claus suit. And he says my first line, and I thought he was joking. And then he says it again. And I said, well, that's supposed to be violated. And then they said, well, didn't you get the rewrites? And I went, uh, no. <laughs> so they rewritten the scene. Uh, but he had to get into a Santa Claus, uh, outfit, which he hated because it was hot. It had, uh, on his face, the hair, the, uh, the body. It was very hot. And, uh, apparently I, I did not know this. It was on a uh, Fox or I think, uh, there was, they have every year a, uh, uh, documentary on, uh, the making of a Santa Claus, which is a two hour thing. And uh, I saw it last year and didn't know this scene. Apparently, I ran off to learn my lines. Tim, who is an angel, apparently, this is the only time the director said he went sky high. He blew up. He was sick and tired of being in the suit. He was just run down. He he threw a fit. Now I didn't even know this, but if you watch the scene again, he hated being in this suit because it was so hot. When he's running on the treadmill. I'm oblivious to this. He's looking at me like, get over here and shut this thing off. You know, he's like, give me this look. And which I, I, I had no idea at the time or if you could see it. But if you know that's what's going on, uh it, it's a little extra funny now. When you watch that scene of him running on the treadmill, he's kind of going, You can see him going, get over here, get over here, shut this off. (laughs) So, uh, there's a little inside, uh, humor there for you. Uh, and then it's so funny, the scene that he had, he was so angry about. This was the scene they showed on all of the uh, promos for the show. It was on the Tonight Show. It was always the scene with the doctor. So, uh, so, you know, it had kind of a life of its own even back then. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to be in a perennial, Uh, Christmas, you know, movie, which is on twice every Christmas on ABC and then on the Disney Channel. So it gets shown twice every Christmas.
1: Definitely, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like you said, it is that perennial now where everybody is watching it. And I've passed it on to my children. And you're part of this holiday classic because, you know, there's only a handful of those classics that make their rounds every single year and stand the test of time. And this just happens to be one of those. And, uh, you know, when you flip through or, you know, friends and family and things like that, uh, does ever anybody out there ever recognize you, you know, from that scene? Or is it usually from some of your theatrical art?
4: Oh, sure, sure. Somebody just called the other day. They saw it. it was on, I think, last week. Uh, and I just got a call. Uh, and then it, it's still actually what's great about it. People recognize my face and they never know quite where they know me from, you know. Uh, it's the one thing I can always go to because pretty much everybody's seen the Santa Claus so when they say where have I seen you before I usually always say well have you seen the Santa Claus and come out they usually go yes and then I say I'm the doctor and they all go oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh yeah and then we did, I did a home improvement with him at Disney uh and Pat Richardson we were old friends we were in a play on Broadway years ago and uh Pat was his wife Uh and um what else have I done for Disney? I'm not even sure. You probably know more than I do, Josh. You can tell me.
1: <laughs> well, you've d- you've done so much stuff and it goes just beyond Disney too. And one of those is an animated film that's uh not even part of Disney, but it's one that people have passed on to their children they love and being part of the Swan Princess. Uh what was it like doing voice work? Yeah,
4: that was I got to be puffin, the uh Irish puffin bird. And they've done seven of those now. There's been a lot of sequels that go right to video, but they're, uh, they've done so. I just did one, the seventh, uh, actually, which isn't even out yet. We I mean, I just did that about three months ago. Uh, did another puffin' run, and uh, a lot of uh, young girls who were young girls then. I'll meet the Dow. Uh, you know, they're like almost thirty, and they that was a big thing in their lives because it was the first animated film where the that was the first one that had a, a girl as the heroine. There's been a lot of those since, Pocahontas, etc. but that was kind of, that was one of the earlier ones, and uh, had great fun, and, and John Cleese and Stephen Wright, two of my favorite funny people, were doing the other two characters, the turtle and the uh, frog, and I went to, I'd never really done many, uh, much animation, so I went to Warner Brothers to do this, to walk onto the soundstage, thinking I'm going to see John Cleese and Stephen Wright there. No. It's just me, totally alone, and they film you with the camera while you're recording it, and they give the film to the the artist who's drawing your character, and he uses a lot of your movements. Wow. And it turns out John Cleese did his in London, <laughs> Stephen Wright did his in New York, and I did mine in Los Angeles. So these two guys, we're, we do all our scenes together in the movie. We never even met each other. So that's how it's done in animation. <laughs>
1: well you know and aside from animation too you know you've been part of so many different television shows like I said you know Three's Company, uh, Hogan Family, Cheers so much more is there one television series or one spot that you've uh, ever walked on and to this day you're like wow that one is going to make it to my memoirs Uh,
4: wow into my memoirs Well, one I enjoyed the character on the Hogan Family I played Sandy Duncan's ex-husband just uh, kind of a Ted Knight character wonderful jerk totally in love with himself, a total idiot who had no idea he was an idiot. And those are, those are very funny guys. I've done a couple of those. Uh, oh, my gosh. I don't know. if, if I, Memoirs, who the heck knows? Uh, I've been so lucky. A lot of great stuff uh, over the years. And drama. I've got to do dramas to the And back in the days when uh, you didn't have to be a movie star to have the major guest part. And, uh, you know, L.A. Law, uh, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff over the years. And still going, you know, we're still, we're still doing this stuff. Uh, so, uh, in fact, I just finished the play yesterday with Stephanie Zimbalist, a uh, comedy called Living on Love. And then last year I was in a Broadway show under Brian Cranston in All the Way, uh, the LBJ play. I was, uh, And I later got to do the LBJ uh, part, uh, that play in, in Austin, which is his hometown. Which was very cool. I met Lucy Banks Johnson for 45 minutes talked with his lawyer and speechwriter for hours and met so many people who worked with and knew LBJ. Uh, and so that's a treat. So like I say, I've been really lucky, man. I've got to do a lot of,
1: a lot of different things. Uh, uh, so lucky well, yeah, guy. Well, and aside from just doing, you know, television and films and things like that as well, you know, you are very accomplished in theater. Now, how different is doing theater as opposed to, you know, walking on a set and saying your lines and uh, that kind of fun stuff?
4: Oh, it's—I uh, I like theater because it's yours. The Curtain goes up, and actually, it belongs to you for two hours. You're—you're you're driving it. Uh, You're—it's uh, your baby, you know, and—and uh, and I've always been big. <laughs> I've never been shy about. Uh, acting. So I've always been big. So the theater uh, sometimes is a little better. Yeah, sometimes I scare people on film. I've gone in for auditions, and it's just um, it's great. You got the audience reaction right there. A film, it's very you know very. They, they, it's all cut up. You, you may be shooting your last scene first. Uh, so you got to do a lot of work, and it's a lot of waiting around while they set up all the lights. That can take hours, and then you come on and do your. uh uh, you know one minute scene, and that can take hours to shoot because they're shooting it from your angle and over your shoulder and how many people are in it coverage and uh but it's just a it's a whole another it's another medium actually the, and they're all a little different they're all a little different uh commercials did hundreds of commercials in my day, and that's totally technical where you're shooting that you've got you know uh, literally i've gotten hey, you have a half a second extra you can play with a little more. And strangely enough, you can in that half a second. <laughs> and then musicals are very, also very technical because you have to do do it all within the music. In fact, I met Bob Fosse once audition for Star 80, and he was impressed that I had done musicals. He said, "Well, if you can do musicals, you can do anything," uh, because you have to be totally real and totally technical at the same time. Uh, and uh they're all just a little different. There's different kinds of technique involved in all the different kinds of act uh but most of all have fun. That's what it's all about uh uh it's fun man i I'm, I'm like I say, I'm still getting to play cowboy and that, uh you know from my entire life. <laughs> not, not too bad. <laughs> well, you know,
1: well, you know, and like you said, you know, from commercials and theater and television, um, you know, so many different things, you know, when you add up the credits, they just keep going and going. Are you ever often recognized as, uh, you know, everyone knows you from somewhere and they just don't know where, whether that was a television commercial or a voice or what? They're like, I know you from somewhere and they just can't pinpoint it. Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. They still got it. God, I, and you're about the voice. I was amazed that that happened last
4: summer. A guy recognized me from my voice. Uh, which surprised me. Uh, but yeah, people, people recognize me a lot. I'm one of those faces. They go, hey, you're that guy.
1: And uh, I'm that guy. <laughs> yep, I'm that guy. Well, you know, and through your career, like you said, the best thing is to have fun and whatnot. And of course, landing all these roles and doing so much, um, you know, of course, that's audition process and so much more. And I, I think I caught wind once that one of the times you uh, actually auditioned um, for Seinfeld. Is, is that true?
4: Oh my god. Oh, that's in the old woulda, shoulda, coulda category. Yeah. I went, uh, I went into the final callback to the, to, to, to network for Seinfeld being the first choice. Right. And, uh, it's in a book somewhere, even, uh, a book called, I think, uh, Mickey Grimmie's Archie Bunker or something like that. That was their first choice for Archie Bunker. Uh, and, it, and that story's in there where I, uh, I walked in. uh, It was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, of all things. They were having an NBC or CBS convention or whatever it was. And Brandon Tartikoff was there. And I walk in, and there's Larry David. And he says to me, hey, don't blow it. You're our first choice. (laughs) This has been after like (laughs) five auditions. And then they kept us waiting for two and a half hours. So now I'm a nervous wreck. And I think, okay, okay, we're going to do the scene in front of Brandon Tartikoff in this tiny little room in the Beverly Hills hotel somewhere. And I thought, well, I'll concentrate on Jerry, Jerry, because I'm ever reading Jerry at Seinfeld. And I walk in to do the scene. I turn to Jerry to say my first line, and his eyes are the size of saucers. He is scared to death. (laughs) 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 He's terrified. So I'm like, oh, my God. And um, I did it. Apparently, Larry David still wanted me. But the character was written even weirder, if you can believe it, that than uh boy Michael Richards did it. And Michael's there, Michael's there. Well Michael that Michael does Michael. Michael that's what Michael does, Michael Richards. And he did his thing. I did the character, which is even stranger than the the Kramer. But uh basically it came down to this. Brian Tardikov uh Larry David, still wanted me. But Brian Tardikov said who was the funniest? And they said, Well, Michael, you know, because he came in with it. And uh and then Tartikoff says, well, that's what you have to go with. And you know what? They were right. They were right. A much better way for them to go with this, the antic thing. The, uh, the way it was written was a little strange and subversive, a little creepy. And uh, Richard's way was much better. And uh, I ended up becoming a huge Seinfeld fan and watching it. Uh, uh, it took me a year or two to get around to it, though. It was because it was, uh, I... You know, it would have changed my life. I would have been a millionaire a couple of times over. <laughs> but, as they say, Johnny, that's showbiz. What are you going to do? Well, the should would what have well, right,
1: and- well, I was going to say, and with showbiz, too, like you said, that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, going on all these auditions, and that, are you, uh, you know, one of those performers where, you know, you're reviewing it constantly or are you kind of, all right, I did it. I did my best. All I can do is wait to hear back and move on to the next.
4: Uh, you kind of have to, yeah. You you know you didn't do well when you're coming home on the bus, and still doing the scene. Uh, the actors will understand this. If you're driving home from your audition and not doing it, that you you did what you could. It's when you kind of semi blow it, you keep doing the scene on the way home at the car, <laughs> the way you should have done it. So a- other actors will know exactly what i have talked about. You, you're fine if you if you're not doing it on the way home. It's like okay, I did it. that's it. Uh, there's not much to do. <laughs> film, film and TV, TV especially, is very, I'll put this out there for young actors, Very. It, you, you do the best audition for theater, you'll usually get You do the best audition for TV, it's nice that you did that, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, they're looking for a type, they're looking for a hair color, That you may. they may want a bald person, um, maybe their friend Joe comes in. Oh, Joe, I haven't worked with you in a long time. Uh, but the thing is, you do a good audition. The casting people remember, and they will have you in again. When I first went up for LA Law, I was in like seven times before I got my my shot at it. It's kind of like uh, and was doing well on every audition, and they will have you back. All you can do is your best work, and then not getting cast doesn't mean you weren't the best. It just means that they are going another way, which is hard to hard to take sometimes, you know. You think, how could they not have taken me? I was wonderful. But so it's different in TV. It is different in TV. Um, And that's the way it is.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, being an actor as well, you know, so many times, uh, you know, you hear about people, I know with voice actors as well, one of the biggest things that, you know, we've been told many times over is you always have to keep learning and keep growing and, you know, keep perfecting no matter how far you are in your career. Is that something that you continue to do as well?
4: Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, keep taking classes, keep growing. Uh, I I uh, will jump into an acting class or another class. In fact, I'm going to take uh, uh, a couple of things coming up in the next year. Uh, uh, um, it, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to stagnate, and it's easy to be lazy as an actor. You can sit around and wait for the phone to ring, and that's death. Uh, you gotta you gotta keep doing stuff, uh, and you can always learn something. You're never too old to learn something new. So it's uh, fun to go out and try different acting teachers, and you take a little something from each of them and make it your own. Uh, but yeah, definitely, you got to keep busy. You got to keep busy, and most actors don't. Most actors are pretty lazy, so uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it, it's good. It just keeps you going too. And, it, and we're lucky as actors because you get to do a part where you get to do all kinds of research. I did, you know, when I did some Shakespeare. Uh, I was reading up on Shakespeare and all the productions they'd done at *Midsummer Night's Dream. And then when I I got to do Ben Franklin in 1776, I got to read all about him. And of course, LBJ, I got read books and books on LBJ. I listened to tapes, and watched him on film, and got his voice down and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. And that's part of the fun is really, most of the fun comes in, in, uh, in, uh, building the part, uh, and making it your own and I'm a character actor so I can become different things uh it, it, it's it's fun uh, and Henry Fonda when he received his honorary Tony award said I'm a lucky man I've got to play a lot of wonderful people I've got to be a lot of wonderful people and uh yeah and that's that's kind of cool it's it's that's what's fun about it
1: well, you know, and with that, too, you know, we know that you have a lot of different things on the horizon and whatnot, of course. And, you know, with the holiday season, you know, you've played so many parts in people's lives, whether they realize it or not, from all the different roles you've done, uh, you know, whether they were minor, larger, you know, theatrical, you, you've brought smiles to many people. And with the holiday season and closing out here, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of our listeners that are fans of Steve, fans of your characters, fans of your theater uh, that you'd like to leave out there for everybody tuning in?
4: Well, I'd like to, uh, yeah, why not? I'd like to wish you all, a uh, happy holidays and thank you. Thank you for letting me get up there, enjoying me, letting me enjoy myself. And, uh, my entertaining you has definitely entertained me and I hope to keep doing it. I've, uh, I gotta, still got a little gas in the tank and stuff I want to do. So, uh, we'll see you, we'll see you, uh, <laughs> see you in the theater or on the big screen, hopefully.
1: Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, Steve, and, you know, have a fantastic holiday season.
4: Thanks a lot, Jonathan. You too. Merry Christmas, everyone.
3: (laughs) Hey, Scott. Time is up. Get over here and check your pulse. All right. Okay, hmm? Huh. Well, nuts. Oh, no, uh, your pulse is great. Well, I don't know, Scott. You're, You're as healthy as a horse. Yeah. Clydesdale. Okay, look, so what? You put on a little weight. A little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? Weight can fluctuate. From year to year. Fluctuate? You make it sound like I'm retaining water. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Pete, what's happening to me? What's your diet like? and cookies? Really? But I don't finish all the milk.
4: Well, then there is your problem. Just try to cut back on the sweets, okay? (laughs) Anything else? Yeah. How fast does hair grow?
3: Facial hair. What? I shave in the morning and the afternoon. I look like this.
4: Well, it could be a hormonal imbalance. That would explain the mood swings. Mood swings? Yeah, but look at my hair. It's turning gray. Oh, it's middle-aged, buddy. It happens. And with that body, you should be thankful you have hair. <laughs> look, if, if it bothers you, you can diet, it. And you should diet. it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, uh, up with the shirt. Let's take a listen to the old ticker. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's cold.
9: Hey there D-Heads, Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. We are in week two of the Dis Radio Very Merry Christmas Celebration, and we have a great show for you this week. In the studio, Jonathan has Steve Vinovich, known for his role in the Santa Claus. This week, we will take a quick look at the music from the 1994 soundtrack composed by Michael Convertino, who also composed the score for the 1997 Tim Allen film, Jungle to Jungle. It's the end of the semester here on my end, so my time is short, but I have music geared up and ready to go. So with all that said, let's get on with the music. A reoccurring theme in the first two Santa Claus movies is that seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. What we find in this piece, aptly named Believing is Seeing, is a beautiful legato orchestration. With a solo flute accompanied by hushed violins at the start, and then introducing the rest of the orchestra to create a rich, full sound, we have a very peaceful, calm, and dreamlike selection. Another soloist to be mentioned is that of an oboe, and later, a clarinet. Just listening to this piece can put your mind at ease. Close your eyes and just listen. run words together in our heads when listening to a story. Charlie finds this to be true when Scott reads The Night Before Christmas, with Rose Such a gladder. Still continuing with the very legato style, we again have a very peaceful piece. With a solo oboist and pianist accompanied by hush violins at the start, the rest of the string section join in to add to the texture of the piece, as do a solo flute and clarinet. There's the impression of wonder and curiosity in the mood of this piece. Take a listen. Our final selection, and where I'll leave you this week, is the only song written for the film with lyrics. Starting with a sense of mystery, and then welcoming in Lorena McKennett, with the more of the orchestra, we have the Bells of Christmas. You may recognize this as the song playing when Charlie and Scott arrived to the North Pole. Miss McKennett is joined by a choir in the beginning, before an instrumental bridge leading in the full orchestra with prominent horns and a full choir. It's a beautiful Christmas song to have in one's Christmas music collection. And with that, I should get back to my final assignments. I'll be back next week! free of school, with more of great music for the Christmas section of my Disney Music Library, and to celebrate the beginning of Christmas break. Feel free to connect with me on the D-Wire discussion page on Facebook or at page at disradio.com It's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com Until next time, D-Heads, see ya!
6: Megan D-Heads, this is Nathan. Um, I wanted to dive into another Christmas memory since it's the holiday season and I'm back over here just kind of reminiscing a little bit. Um, Christmas has always meant one thing really and that's family to my family. It's just a time to kick back and, and forget the stresses of the season and the stresses of the year and just wrap up the year and Just bring it back to what really matters, which is family. But, if we need to give some credit where credit is due, um, one of the biggest things that stands out in our holiday season has always been Santa Claus. Santa has always done amazing things for people, and he truly gives you something magical to believe in, and he himself also can bring out just the best of the season. Because um, there's absolutely nothing like being a kid and just working hard all year and having a few slip-ups here and there and just waking up Christmas morning and seeing the amazing things that not only your family brings you, but the stuff that Santa thinks about you as well and brings you. So it's it's a really nice thing. Um, and one of my favorite memories of Santa is actually from last year, when uh, we had our tree set up at home, we had all of our decorations out, we're really into the holiday, you know, spirit and everything, and the season's just about to wrap up, obviously, because Christmas is right around the corner and a few days away, and um, my daughter, she didn't know that I did this, but I decided to be a sneaky dad since I'm into technology and love new technology that I took a, uh, phone that I had and decided to prop it up on our couch on the armrest at a very mischievous angle and left it there overnight, aimed at our tree, and I wanted to surprise her in the morning and see if we could somehow capture Santa, because Santa's a very quick guy, He, he comes into the house, he places everything he needs to, he has his two billionth snack of cookies. I don't know how that guy stays as slender as he is. And I just wanted to see if we could catch him, kind of like a Santa mouse trap. And I woke up in the morning and was severely disappointed to see that my screen was actually turned off. Um because you know when you record with a smartphone, it leaves the screen turned on and then it realized, you know, and hit me Nathan, you dummy, you you forgot to plug in the phone overnight so that it wouldn't die on you. So I went over and picked up the phone, and I'm just like, ah, I can't believe that. And I I pick it up, and I press the power button instinctively, because that's just what you do when you pick up your phone. And the screen turned on, and it was almost fully charged. And I was, like, a little bit creeped out, actually. I'm like, that's odd. So I take my phone then, and I'm going through my picture gallery, and... Sure enough I saw a video thumbnail, like when you scroll through all your pictures, the thumbnail there. I saw a video that just had red on it and so I very excitedly I was just like, What is this? And I went and got, you know, Natalie and uh, and the three of us sat there and we're looking at this you know, we we click it and we open it up and sure enough there's a video of our tree there. And all of a sudden out of nowhere steps in Santa and he's carrying his bag And we see him walk over the tree and he kneels down and kind of sets down his big sack of stuff. He starts pulling it out and putting it under our tree. And, And after he does that, then all of a sudden he stands up and leans over to our cookie plate, starts eating a few cookies, and then looks over as he's leaving the room directly at my camera. And what's funny is because I wasn't awake for this and I didn't see it, obviously. But when Santa made eye contact with my eyes through those video, that video and our eyes, it almost made you panic a little bit like you'd been caught. And then all of a sudden we saw Red marching one step at a time closer and closer and closer until all of a sudden you saw Santa's face kneel down, bend down, and you could see his full face in the camera. And he leans over and hits the power button. I don't know if Santa is very familiar with technology other than what's at the North Pole and how advanced his sleigh system is, but apparently poor Santa doesn't know how to actually, like, stop a recording and then actually delete it if he wants to hide his evidence, but but I, we totally videotaped Santa Claus coming to our house last year, and I'm hoping I still have it unless he snuck back and got onto my computer and removed it, but Anyways, that's probably one of my favorite Santa memories. I have a ton of them all throughout the years, but that's the most recent, the one that kind of makes me smile the most. But anyways, um, after my lengthy Santa story here, I really truly hope from my family and from the D-team to your family, and uh, I just hope that you guys all have a great holiday season, and as I've said in other memories for other shows, just don't let, don't get swept up in the season. Get swept up in the season for the for the good reasons. Don't don't get swept up in the stress of shopping and the stress of getting things last minute and all that. Just remember to take a step back, forget about work, forget about life, and just be you and be with your family. So Merry Christmas, D-Heads, and to all your families, and I will talk to you soon.
2: Hear the joyous Music play Bells are ringing choirs singing Oh what a merry Christmas day Sharing the season Of good cheer With the ones we Hold so dear Friendly faces Warm embraces Oh what a merry Christmas day Snowflake covered Three lanes. Jack Frost painted window panes Twinkling stars on Christmas trees Oh what happy memories Gathered round the fireplace Families filled with love and grace from the peaceful embers glow, blessed thy spirits grow, grow and grow, grow and grow. Joy to the children far and near, what a wondrous time of year. Is it just friend to say, Merry, Merry Christmas?
0: You on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney on Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
9: Okay, I'm convinced, and a little disgusted.
1: All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed our continuation of the very Merry Christmas celebration here at the show. Lots of fun on the horizon, and I want to extend a very special, twinkly, snowflake-filled thank you once again to Steve Vinovich for stopping in here at the show, stopping in, sharing your stories, being part of these holiday classics, as well as insight into all the roles that you played throughout your entire career that we've seen you, heard you, and so much more. Thank you, Steve, for stopping in and sharing the holidays with all of us here at Disney On Demand. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, Nathan, Aaron, Paige, and Jason, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments, their magical memories, and so much more. Without the D-Team, you'd have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. So thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. And remember to connect up with the D-Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. And most of all, one thing that I really got to be thankful for, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring you this show for the last five years. You are the reason that we continue to bring the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank all of you, the D-Heads, for stopping in here, spreading the word, and making it magical and fun for us just as much as you. So thank you, the D-Heads. So all of you Disney fans, next week we're continuing on with our very merry, Christmas celebration. And we have another very special guest stopping in here at the show. And before I let you in as to who that's going to be, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio. Dot com you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on facebook at facebook.com slash disney on demand you can friend us on facebook at facebook.com slash john diz that's j-o-n-d-i-z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so much more. Just search Disney on demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B L-U, all of which will help you find our fun, unique little show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, you can find all of these links right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. And finally, you can subscribe to our shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your tablet, your Android, your iPhone, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows and keep that very Merry Christmas cheer going as soon as they get released. So, all view D heads, with that said, we had another fun show as we continue on with our very merry Christmas celebration. And next week, for show number 129, as we get that much closer to Christmas actually arriving, we're going to tackle a Christmas classic. It's not per se all Disney, but it could be related to Disney and many other things. I'm just going to give you a couple of little hints. Let's just say, tongue, flagpole, ugly decorations. Until next week, all view D heads, Take time, slow down, bake those cookies, wrap those presents, wander them all aimlessly with your children, your friends, your family, and just make those memories over some peppermint mocha, some hot chocolate, and so much more. So take that time, slow down, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, have a fantastic weekend, make those memories, and Merry, Merry Christmas.
5: dreams and plans and wishes can come true.
2: I believe in miracles. I believe in magic too. I believe in Santa Claus and I believe in you. I believe in family and country and in smiles. I believe in turn negativity. I believe a better attitude make a better way. and I believe in viewing life as a journey that we're on. And looking at our troubles as another stepping stone, I and believe I, everything I believe that is, is what it's meant, meant to be. be. I believe there is a.